feel the fire, you know, like no, and feel the burning that's there, right? Be cognizant of that burning desire that makes you want that thing in life and enjoy it. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. Hello, and welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon Podcast. I'm your host, Michi J. Today, we're finishing up my conversation with Mike Olton, the professional criminal who turned into a professional entertainer. Let's finish this discussion. But first, I want to tell you about a fundraiser to help support this podcast. We have designed some great hoodies and shirts that displays the motto for a prisoner's pardon. And that is, I rest my case on grace. The meaning is everything is dependent on the grace of God. And there's nothing else that can solve whatever problem one may have. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and what we're doing here, please go to www.bonfire.com slash store slash prisoners pardon. That's bonfire.com slash store slash prisoners pardon. Now let's finish my discussion with Mike. I always look at life as in three, there's three categories of people. And there's, and I always use wolves as my example with people, right? So there's wolves that travel in packs. Uh-huh. There's wolves that travel in duos. So there'll be two wolves that stay together forever and hunt and live and make yeah, families. Alone. And, and then there's the lone wolf, yeah. right? The wolf that just travels alone and, you know, does his own thing and survives, right? And you got to really classify yourself in, the, in one of those three and see if that's the best way for you to get ahead in life and to survive in life, right? So you look at it and there's nothing wrong with being a pack wolf. There's just nothing wrong with it. You know, as long as you know that this pack of wolves, you're all on the same team and on the same page and going the same direction, right? You know, and it's the same with like finding a boyfriend or girlfriend that fits you. If it's a toxic relationship, that's not mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. And you can't be that. Right. And then, then you have to go and be your own lone wolf. And I, mm-hmm. I just found that, that I'm way more functional as a lone wolf and maybe as a duo with my wife who I've known since 1992, mm-hmm. who I've been with since 92. So, you know, I'm in that category. I'm definitely not a pack wolf. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never do. Yeah, we have that. And, you know, I have my brothers. Um, I have a few of them that they're, they're the same way. And, I think lone wolf is probably better in prison. Maybe. I don't know. And you yeah, tell me it can be, it can be. Okay. I think it depends on the prison too. Like, you know, you've been, I've been in some violent places where damn, I need a wolf with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <You laughs> I didn't want a damn wolf. Right. And mm-hmm. I've been, in, you know, I've been in situations where I've had to be in a pack wolf, you know, and mm-hmm. I hate it because I'm just, I'm not that personality type, but I've had to for survival reasons. So Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny how life is. You have to be able to, I really think you have to be a lone wolf traveling in either one of those things. So being able to be your own person and even when you're with a group or be your own person, even when you're with someone, you're not dependent on those other people. You're mm-hmm. still okay by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the training you need to have, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that because, you know, family support system is, is really important but it's the hardest thing is to work in groups and, you know I found that hard 
you know, when I went to school, when you had to do some sort of a project and you had to work with a number of people, you know, I would, I had preferred to do it by myself, but you really get better, uh, become a better person, I think, and mature when you know how to work in a group setting. Yep. And you find out more about yourself too. Like I can probably know more about you by talking to your wife because she knows you and, you know, you can't help but, you know, show everything to them. So, I mean, the other person will help to grow you. Now, um, what you were saying about, it, you know, your book, first off, Dystopia, is it on Amazon? Yep, it's on Amazon. Okay, is it in Kindle version or audio? Mm, I don't know. I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to actually find the time to do an audio version of the book. Okay, yeah. I've got to put the time away and read all, all of it, so... That's I, that's going to be probably something after the wedding season during the winter this time when I have some time, I'm going to convert it to an audio. So what do you do in the wedding season? You Are you an entertainer there in that city? Yeah, really? yeah I'm, the, I'm the only uh, wedding entertainer here in my city, you know. Wedding entertainer? Yeah. Not the wedding singer. Not the wedding singer. Yeah, I'm a wedding singer. Oh I'm a, no! <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a wedding singer. I'm a comedian. I do really unique wedding games with people, getting people up other seats. You know, I do magic, uh, DJ, do it all. Oh, everything wow. you can think of that people don't do at weddings, I do. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that has to be hilarious. I bet you you're really, really good at that. So, are you just like amazed, like how successful you've been? Um. You know, I, I'm hard on myself. I wish I could do more and I wish I have become more. I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm secretly a really insecure person, you know, still dealing with childhood trauma, not having, you know, a lot of uh, good family connections, um, you know, ha having my family at a distance and not being able to solve that problem. So I struggle with a lot of abandonment issues, um, you know, from my family. And so, you know, it makes me a better entertainer, to be real honest with you, because I'm I'm able to dig deep and understand people and understand what a room of 100 people need just by kind of being there and understanding and seeing how, how people behave and seeing how people walk and listening to people talk, because uh, I've been through all sorts of trauma in my life. So it, it's 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 hard thing. It's a very hard thing to explain. Mm -hmm. But because of all the trauma and stuff I've had in my life, it oh. makes me a great live entertainer. <laughs> like I, I, I don't plan anything. I just walk into a room and I, I feel the room. I'm complete empath. I can walk into a room and understand what's happening just by being in that room. And it's funny because when I was uh, in the drug game, I used to, uh -huh. uh, I used to be kind of the spotter and with my guys and I would go. Yeah, we called it the spotter. So basically what would happen is I'd walk in, let's say we were going in the club or we're going in like a place to do a deal or something. I'd, I'd walk in and get the vibe of the room and understand what was happening in the room. And if there was any kind of shady business or, you know, I would I would notice it immediately. And and that was kind of my thing. It was a weird thing I took that I I took for granted way back in the day. Right. It was my secret power, I guess. And, you know, as I got older, I realized what it was. And I just I, I apply it now. Like I use my powers for good, like the shrink said. Right. I, uh, I go in there and I, I walk into a room now and I'm able to entertain people the way they need it. So it's cool. It's, it's cool to be in in that business and to be like uh, to be able to use my past, you know, my past struggles and my past like afflictions to get ahead in life. Right. 
Okay, that's what it's, I think that's um, what it's all about, learning how to use it as a stepping stone. Um, yeah. It becomes like your purpose, but like, what if someone was listening, they they think they have the superpower that you have, <laughs> like, they're able to read, I like that they're able to read the room. Yeah. But at that time, you weren't able to read yourself, but you were able to read the room. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was, I, you know, it's funny, I, I guess I knew, you know, I guess I ignored that about myself and I kind of do now. It's weird because I, I have opportunities that come up that I go, meh, and mm-hmm. I don't try. And I still suffer with a lot of, um, I don't want to do super well, you know, I don't want to be, I have opportunities to be really famous. And if I just dug in, you know, I could get, I could be rich too, you know, but I choose not to do all this stuff. And this is the trauma that I still live with, right? It prevents me from really making a mark in this world. And, you know, I guess when I, I guess I knew myself a little bit, but I would just block it out. But I also knew all the feelings. So if I was abandoned, I know the abandonment feeling. When I was beat up, I knew the beat up feeling. You know, when I was sad about life and depressed, I know what that feeling is. And I know how I would react and I know how I spoke, right? And so when I see it in other people, I'm able to identify that immediately. You know, when someone's being fake, I know that because I've been fake. You know, you and you know, when someone's, you know, wants something, I can tell that you want something because I wanted something. So mm-hmm. you, you so in a way, I've been really self aware, uh, a lot of my life, but I just never turned the tables on myself and said, Mike, you want something or Mike, you're sad, right? I've never, I've never really addressed those issues. Right. And honestly, meh, will I ever? Nah, probably not. Because I really genuinely like the fact that I'm a little messed up. I I, I honestly like it. I, I, I use it to my... <laughs> you are I, funny. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I like it. I use it to my advantage. You know, I keep myself on edge a lot. Sure, I'm not happy all the time, but I worry that if I get too happy that I'm going to become complacent in life, you know, and that, you know, that's when you start falling apart. Like, I know it's a crazy, crazy statement, but mm. but I've been used to trauma my whole life. So, you know, getting completely out of trauma, I feel like I'll be completely away from myself and I won't be able to just be myself, the, the person I've created to this point. Right? I think it's truth there in um, that having that vulnerability will, you know, just help you stay humble. I think it's yeah. just helping you stay humble and um, just not going towards really the wrong direction of pride and just into material things because it does lead you down the wrong path in my my explanation you know what I think so and it's funny because I I about three years ago I went on um a really a form of self-healing so I took medications when I got out I was on antidepressants for a long time and anti-anxiety medication and I was like I I just couldn't do it anymore Mm -hmm. I knew that they were damaging me it was something that started in the system and carried out to the street And I'm like, I, this was a part of prison I had to get rid of. So I stopped doing it and I discovered magic mushrooms. And, uh, and so I put myself through a magic mushroom therapy. And what is that? I I don't know what mushrooms, what is magic mushroom? Uh, I'm going to tell you to your listeners right now. It's really what was the catalyst for me getting out of that negative frame of mind and into a successful frame of mind. Magic mushrooms, psilocybin, 
you take magic mushrooms usually at a high dose and you get all goofy and you hallucinate and you have like fun, whatever. Uh, but I took it in a therapeutic form. And, uh, is that they, drugs? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's drugs. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's magic. It's legal. It's legal in Canada, right? I, so, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's magic mushrooms. They're like little mushrooms. They grow in the forest. You eat them, and then you hallucinate. It's like LSD acid, but it's uh, but it's way more potent. Uh, a lot of shamans use them uh, to to uh, to help people cope. What with if depression. What if I open this door? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I guess this is important. So when I took them, I. I took eight grams of these mushrooms, which is a very large amount of mushrooms. And I locked myself in a dark room and I faced my demons. Uh, I sat there crying. I hallucinated. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I found out the real issues with myself and I faced them and it made me cry and bawl for about eight hours. And when I came out of that room, I had a different perspective of myself. And I realized that, you know, all these things that were, sending me back to prison mm-hmm. were things that I had faced in that room in that dark room and for some reason I came out feeling cool with it and mm-hmm. that, that's why I'm able to say I have abandonment issues and mommy issues and all these things right mm-hmm. it's because I came to to grips with it and mm-hmm. so this is a trippy part I started going around and helping other people do it <laughs> so I started going to like housewives homes when their husbands were at work and feed, feeding them mushrooms, <laughs> locking them in a dark room, having them pound on the door, crying, ah, what's going on? And I'm like, oh my God, your husband's home in like three <laughs> hours, holy shit, right? And and then, but they would come out and they'd learn they were depressed, they'd leave their husbands or they'd go get different jobs, right? And I started realizing, wow, the power of getting to know yourself is really the true secret to taking okay. that next okay, step Okay, for my audience, you do not have to take magic mushrooms. <laughs> no, you don't have to do it. Please don't think we're advocating. No, 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 don't do it with a professional or don't do it at all because it's, it's really, it's not something you should go out and just do like you need to have someone professional will help you, but it did help me get over myself and it helped me get over being a criminal and being an inmate. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That that was still there. It was even five years after it was still like, I could go back to jail anytime. Even that thought of like, well, I could go back anytime. It was mm-hmm. still there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that thinking that has to go. I don't, right. you, you have to get rid of that belief that you're ever going to go back. You have to convince yourself that you're never going back. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it'll work. I love the vulnerability. I love that, you know, you were able to face yourself. Again, we're not advocating magic. No, no, don't. But it's definitely needed just to be, you know, because I've everybody has to do that. I've had to do that and just be aware of your weaknesses and face those things. Mm-hmm. And um, me, you know, I'm Christian. So I do, I do believe in Christ and I, I, his help. And because I know I can't do it by myself. So, and he has been a great, great um, father for me. So Mike, I don't know what else is going to come out of you today, but um, I'm like blown away by this magic mushrooms. You know, I'm going to go look it up. I'm like, what is this? And then um, also this incredible insight you have into the arts. I love that. And you're right. That is a missing piece, even here in the uh, States. So, uh, cause I don't remember them advocating for the arts. I think they even took them out of schools as well. Yeah, they did. And it's like, cause you know, it's always like a money issue, you know? Yeah. So we really need to advocate for this and um, listeners, whatever you can do. Um, if you have someone that's locked up 
and just advocate some sort of art project for them to help them be able to face what it is they haven't faced you know a lot of times like what you said mike you had some background with your with your family that you still deal with and you know everybody is going to have that but how you process it how do you respond to it you you've learned how to respond well and understand that you still have those things and are you just when you're dealing with different things are you like being cognizant of that you know as you're processing things are making decisions and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah big time like it you have to train yourself to be that way though and Mm -hmm. and to not you know i was very impulsive like most people go to prison are we're impulsive people we just do things without thinking you know and that's a good way of putting yeah because it's like why did you do that (laughs) you know you don't even know it's it's an impulsive behavior right it's like i need fast money right Uh i need i need to get this done now right it's one of the afflictions that gets us as criminals or as these type right. of, us type of people right that you need to overcome and you know a lot of that started with not wanting anything like I had to train myself not to want anything so you know how you get out every everyone's like oh what are you gonna do when you get out oh man I'm gonna go you know get a girl I'm gonna go get drunk I'm gonna go you know buy some new clothes I'm gonna go you know you get all these things that people say that they're gonna do when they get out and that's the trap that's yeah. the big trap and they want to come out like oh I'm big bo- I'm balling now look I'm balling <laughs> right like I'm good like what happened with you in prison oh you know I worked out like I always remember Ice Cube and uh and Boys <laughs> in the Hood right like oh how what were you doing in prison you know eating working out and shit right like how he always said that uh-huh. And I'm like, you know, that's funny because that's exactly all that they want you to do. All you do is you get in there and get strong, right? Yeah. And you come out and the first thing people say is, man, look how good, you know, you're building Jack, man, you're in prison, right? And, uh-huh. you know, and you get this stupidity in your mind of who you are. And, you know, the, the, the thing that you really need to do is you get out and want nothing, right? Get out and want nothing at all, but but what you've listed as your priorities and you know is like get your id get your you know get a job right save your money don't want anything don't who cares about new gear and new clothes and all these things that aren't you right and that helps you gain some real deep perspective on what's important in life and you know for you know if you're all of a sudden out there and you're like oh i want this well stop and ask yourself do i really want that like do i need that you know it, do i want Good that or question. do i need that good questions right and yeah. so, and that's what stops you from being impulsive because you start thinking okay need i don't need that mm-hmm. you know and so then you don't do it and it becomes a, a it becomes like a regular thing and that and that's what i did i started asking me oh man i want to go get this you know whatever new shoes i'm like do i need new shoes mm-hmm. like do i really need new shoes mm-hmm. no right mm-hmm. i got good shoes so that and i do that to this day you're you're talking about a real big transformation on the inside you know the things that you were changing is the the priority what you needed to change was like your desires you know yeah i discovered that like happiness is not outside happiness is in here mm-hmm. right like any happiness you create is here there's nobody no nothing nobody outside of your brain mm-hmm. that will make you happy Right. And I'm sorry. I mean, like, I, I believe, you know, everyone has things that make them think and make them better people, but true happiness is created here. So whatever you can do here is mm-hmm. what's is the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what do I need to make myself happy? I need to believe in myself. 
I need to believe, uh, you know, I need to have a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, I need to read, make myself smarter. And, you know, like all the, there's a lot of things that you build here to create happiness. Right. And, and I, that's what I just discovered, man. Material things just mean nothing. Yeah. It's passing away anyway. And honestly, so yeah, these are all great insights that you brought here, Mike. And I'm just going to wrap it up here. And it's, it's always great talking to you. I'm going to have to have you on again. And, you know, I don't know how we're going to, you know, magic mushrooms and stuff coming up like hey what is that well so like, i gave i gave you my seven things yeah and i just want to repeat those because magic yeah. mushrooms was like nine okay so <laughs> don't even go to nine but okay. if i can tell you my seven things go ahead one which is you know accept who you are as a person when you sit down and you look in the mirror you get up in the morning accept the person that you are at that moment okay. not who you want to be not who you used to be, just who you are. And even if you're like down and you're whatever, you know, look at the things that you're good at in life, right? And accept those as that's who you are and pursue those things. Mm -hmm. You know, also don't be afraid to look at the bad things that maybe you are and look at ways that you can get out of that, right? Like, don't be afraid to say, you know, man, you're selfish, (laughs) you're selfish. You need to, you gotta, you gotta do something nice to battle that selfishness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, focus also on the things that, you know, you can accomplish in your life. Don't be too much of a street dreamer and think, oh, I'm going to go make a million dollars. Oh, don't do that. Right. It's not realistic. Look at what's realistic in your life uh, and go after those things, right. And cultivate those things into whatever kind of success is. Yeah. Um, like I said, get rid of the negative people in your life was another one. That's um, good. Uh, stop I, I mentioned stop wanting things you know like really just bring on the things you need in life don't worry about the other things when you're successful and your life is flowing perfectly you'll be able to bring in some wants right mm-hmm. but in the mm-hmm. beginning just yeah. focus on what you need in life right. and i i said this about sacrificing uh pleasures or hate mm-hmm. and this is part of the process of training yourself to uh to be strong Mm-hmm. is to get rid of these habits in our life, the drinking, the smoking, uh, the sexual meat, drugs, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, get rid of, learn to say no mm-hmm. and learn to say no with strength and pride in yourself. You know? <laughs> you know, yeah. Even if it's like, oh, I'm in the moment, oh, train yourself to say no. You don't have to mm-hmm. walk away, but like feel the fire, you know, like, no, and feel the burning that's there, right? Be cognizant of that burning desire that makes you want that thing in life and enjoy it. Learn to enjoy it. Learn to be like, man, this fire that's here, that's trying to lead me down this dark path. I'm going to fight this fire. I want to, I'm going to bring this fire. Burn it's the me. battle. It's a battle. Yeah, man. Let me feel this burn. And when the burn goes away, it just makes your skin stronger. It makes your shield even stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to find like-minded people that mm-hmm. have the same interests as you. that are on the same path as you that, and that want great things for you. Find those people, even if they irritate the hell out of you, <laughs> as long as they have your best. Even if they're square, okay? Yeah, even if they're square, square. <laughs> learn from them. Yes. Because those are people that don't go to prison. They mm-hmm. stay out of prison and they suffer way more than all of us mm-hmm. because they have to fight the system and fight trying to be alive and to be successful in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Do things that are uncomfortable, 
right? Go back to church. If it makes you <laughs> uncomfortable, go back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, go get a job, <laughs> right? And yep. put yourself in those situations. Just train your brain to think a different way. And you watch what happens. Your brain bounces back and creates this new idea of who you are and will make you successful. That is great. I really, I love all of them because this would definitely, these are definitely principal things. So Mike, thank you for um, just coming on the show and and giving our listeners very good information to uh, work with, to learn how to um, battle because it is a war. And I really just thank God that you, that you won yours and you're still fighting. And I really thank you for being on, okay? Thank you so much for having me, Avery. I really enjoyed it. It's a great talk. I tell you, I was quite surprised to say the least to hear Mike talk about magic mushrooms. Well, we do not advocate drugs at all. I've seen it too many times, even in my family life where it causes real harm like death and going to prison in the first place. If you've had drug issues already, please do not even think about using drugs as an idea to fix your problem. I decided not to edit that part out because I know some people think drugs is the answer to their problems, but it's not. A much better way to do this is confess your problems to Christ and have him help you overcome them. If you do not know him, please either reach out to a local pastor or church or even contact me. I'll be able to help introduce you to the one who can help you overcome whatever problems that you're facing. Now, besides that, here are my takeaways. One, take advantage of the opportunities while you're in prison because there are opportunities. For instance, you have a whole lot of time. And number two is you already at the bottom. You don't have to break down anymore because you're at rock bottom right now. So you have nothing standing in your way to just build up because a lot of times to build, you have to get rid of things. And right now in prison, Everything is at its lowest, so just take advantage of the position that you're in. Number two, you need to get therapy while you're in prison. Now, what Mike used is the arts, and that's my takeaway for number three is art is the missing link in prison rehabilitation. Use the arts, journal, paint, it's so many things that you can do. You can write raps. I've seen people there write raps and come out with hit songs. So don't waste the time. Use this time to go through some therapy and art is the way to do it. Those are my takeaways. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next time, I'm Michi J. Wishing you a week filled with blessings. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonerspardon.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.